T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Final week of the regular season in the NFL. One game in progress early in the third. Denver leading, visiting Kansas City 14-10. Patrick Mahomes, 141 yards and a touchdown pass. But Denver leads at 14-10. Kansas City in either way. But uh, certainly would like to uh, head into the playoffs on a high note. Coming up later on, the Dallas Cowboys take on the Philadelphia Eagles. And that'll be a 7-15 start on ABC Vikes and Bears tomorrow. And to talk more about that, Matthew Collar from Purple Insider. Uh, you hear him during the week with Chad Hartman and other hosts here on News Talk, 830-WCCO. And good enough to join us here on the weekend from time to time. And Matthew, big question going into the game tomorrow in the season finale. How long is Mike Zimmer going to play the starters? <clears throat> I would assume the entire game. Uh, I don't see them going to a situation where he's, bringing in Kellen Mond or getting a look at, uh, you know, younger receivers or younger defense players or anything like that. Um, there, you know, there's some injuries to guys on COVID list and everything that maybe force some backups into playing. But aside from that, I don't think Mike Zimmer is going to treat this like a glorified preseason game because, Hey, I mean, if everyone's saying you're going to get fired, then what difference does it make? Why would you be trying to get a look at people for the future? Right. And I think that, you know, when uh, people look in the history books at the W's and L's, they're not going to say, oh, was that a meaningless Week 18 game? No, they're going to yep. look at your win-loss record. So I don't blame Mike Zimmer for trying to win, even though I think the smarter play would be to play the younger guy. Yeah, and particularly guys that we believe are going to be around absolutely positively, including Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. There's others on that list, if you were willing to sit down a list and say, these guys are locks to be on the team in 2022 when uh, they they crank up camp this summer, not so sure about Kirk Cousins. But I I still, on the Kirk Cousins side, whether you're going to be around or another regime's going to be around, you would think it's one of those where it's like, the last thing you want is Kirk Cousins to get hurt if you're planning on trading him. I mean, it's just such a weird spot for everybody to be in. 
Right. I mean, you don't want him getting hurt if he's going to be your quarterback, like you said. For I mean, sure. Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, as of right now, I, I think I would lean, you know, 60-40 toward a trade um, just because of his cap situation and where they stand as a franchise that a lot of things need to be revamped in order for this to be considered a real contender again. And, and there's no point to having an expensive 34-year-old quarterback, but uh, there's no guarantee that they move him. And if, yeah, if he were to hurt a knee or have somebody roll up on an ankle or something like that that uh, is going to set him behind for his offseason. I think we've seen plenty of players who have offseason surgeries and things like that and then get off to a slow start the next year, and that's not even bringing up you know, the, the dreaded ACLs or anything else uh, you know, more severe like what we saw with Teddy Bridgewater or Alex Smith where their careers were significantly impacted by an injury. Um, so, yeah, I think that that in general is a pretty bad play. And if you are planning to trade him, nobody's going to trade for an injured quarterback um, that, that can't play right away or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, uh, from the long-term perspective of the franchise, it makes a lot more sense to play Kellen Mond. And, and just even to see if Kellen Mond is capable of running an NFL offense because it's actually pretty valuable if you have a rookie quarterback or a young quarterback on a rookie contract as your backup. Um, but you know, if you have no idea kind of where the guy stands in real game action, then uh, they probably will have to spend some money on a backup quarterback next year. I mean, that's you know, it's it's not a huge benefit, but at least getting some idea of where the guy stands uh, is probably better and maybe preferable to fans than seeing the same group that has failed them repeatedly. <laughs> Yeah, Matt, you, you you follow this team very closely and, uh, of course, founded Purple Insider, and you've got a great staff around you, always a ton of great content, and I do appreciate it. It surprises me, though, on the eve of the season finale, with all the stuff swirling around, that there hasn't been that report from somewhere that Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer are gone. I mean, it, it, it seems imminent, but... The Wolves are keeping this very close to the vest, what they're going to do. Yeah, you, you're going to have to refresh your Twitter because there is one. Um, it just came out not too long ago from Jason LaCampora of uh, CBS that the plan is to fire Mike Zimmer and keep Rick Spielman around in some capacity. Now, LaCampora did not say what that would be and floated the idea that they could move Rick Spielman to some sort of other position like a president of football operations. And I think that sounds the most reasonable. Uh, I don't know how they could justify keeping him as the guy who makes the roster decisions considering what the roster looks like. Um, but uh, they seem to really like Rick Spielman. The Wilfs do um, for as long as they've kept him around. So I, I guess it would make sense to have him in some sort of different role. But when you look at the drafting, the signings, the extension for Kirk Cousins, uh, the trades that have just been flat-out bizarre in the last couple of years, um, there's not much to like there. I mean, they've gone from a team that was in the NFC Championship just a few years ago to -to back-to-back seven and nine seasons and just being um, incredibly mediocre around a very expensive quarterback, which is probably the biggest indictment you can have of a general manager. So that'll be interesting, but I think that uh, with Zimmer, his fate looks pretty well sealed. And then if your next question is, well, why then did they keep him on to coach this week and play the starters instead of the backups? Uh, I wouldn't have a good answer for you. Yeah. One of the other things I brought up with uh, Sam Ekstrom uh, from Purple Insider when I was in for Mike Max on Thursday night, and this is brought up every year as we get ready for another season for the Vikings, as long as I can remember. 
What about the offensive line? When are they going to fix the offensive line? And if I'm the Wolves or um, I have any say whatsoever in the operation of the Minnesota Vikings, why hasn't that been fixed? It seems like it's been way down the list of priorities, and it always turns out to be a major problem for this team. They just have never really addressed the O-line and how important it is. You, you don't have to know a lot about football to know that having a good offensive line is pretty important. Yeah, it's one of the biggest failures of Rick Spielman's tenure here, I think. And, you know, you you, you brought it up, but investment is really what gets you anywhere in life, right? Like if you yeah. uh, spend yeah. the most money on a car, you're going to get the best car. And if you don't, then you won't, right? And the same thing goes for the Vikings offensive line. That now I had this statistic before the season, so I can't remember it verbatim, but something like they were 32nd in spending every year over the last four years on the offensive line or something close to that, like very bottom of the league in spending, and that's what you'll get. I mean, if you try to throw rookies in there and hope and pray like Garrett Bradbury, well, it's going to blow up in your face sometimes. And if you try moving players different positions, well, this guy who's a development tackle, now all of a sudden he's a guard. Well, what do you think you're going to get? Um, in 2018, sorry, my dog just coughed up something. But in, in 2018, <laughs> it was Tom Compton being a starter for the first time ever. And this year, it's Ole Udo being a starter for the first time ever. And last year, it was Dakota Dozier first ever start. I mean, this is, you, you kind of get what you pay for in sports, right? And uh, they were more apt to put money into nose tackles. Um, you know, this last year and, and, you know, cornerbacks that didn't work out and all sorts of different things, they put their money everywhere but the interior of the offensive line. And, and, and having a quarterback who can't run faster than you or me and not investing in the offensive line is a very bizarre line of thinking, in my opinion. Yeah, and it just has to be one of the scathing indictments of this regime. On to the game tomorrow. And I would assume the players are all – we got to go out there. Um, some of these guys further down the depth chart on special teams are just trying to put something on tape so they have a job next year. I get all of that. But the mindset for the established players has to be get out of this game healthy. And I, I can't imagine there's any other mindset. Yeah, I mean, you remember what we saw last year with the Vikings and the Lions, right? I mean, that oh. was – Something like 37 to 35, no one really felt like tackling. Um, Justin Jefferson, if he plays the whole game, has a chance to, I think, set uh, the team record for most yards in a season, which I guess would be a thing to watch for. Um, this, Yeah, this one's going to be tough, man. I mean, there, there's just thanks to the NFL for adding another week to the season, right? I mean, if you're – if you're any of these players, you're playing for pride, you're playing for, hey, I don't want to put a bad game on tape or anything like that. But there's just once that drive to reach the playoffs is gone, and especially the way that it went and especially the disappointment of the season, because the players, I think, legitimately believe they had a good team until the last couple of weeks where it became evident that they did not. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that there's a great disappointment for everybody and and uh, you know would you be surprised if they kind of no showed tomorrow it doesn't matter but you know may and i uh, hey maybe they'll play as hard as they can for mike zimmer to show that they want him to stick around but that really hasn't been the case toward the end of seasons uh with him so 
Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be uh, all that entertaining. If you've got, I don't know, if you're looking for post-Christmas deals at the mall or something, maybe that's something to do. Yeah, for sure. And then the Bears in a very similar spot. Now, they don't have a, a veteran quarterback making a ton of money, but, but they have a coach on a hot seat and a general manager that could be in trouble and, and a very uncertain future as well. Well, While the Bears, talent-wise, are in worse shape overall, I think, than the Minnesota Vikings, uh, big changes coming in the Windy City as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. Now, there's debate there. It's incredible how similar these teams are. And if what, if I'm not mistaken, if Chicago wins tomorrow, they end up with the same record. I mean, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, I mean, their their coaching situation is, um, you know, been pretty bad for a couple of years with Matt Nagy, where there's been a lot of frustration. And then this year, there seemed to be conflict about who was going to play quarterback and then getting the most out of Justin Fields when he played. And uh, fans, it looks like, don't even get to see Justin Fields tomorrow because he's on the COVID list. So there goes one slightly entertaining thing that could have happened. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like both of these teams are going to have to undergo major changes and really just aren't that close. I mean, this is the thing about this Viking season. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, they were close in a lot of games, including you know Mike Zimmer, and the roster was good and they should have been better. I just don't really see it that way. I don't think it was a very good roster. It had a ton of huge gaping holes in it. Um, you know, a quarterback who's not good enough to overcome problems. You know, it's, it's just it's really hard for me to say, oh, they're, they're close. They just need a this or that. And they really need a whole new defense almost and still, you know, have a lot of work to do, as you alluded to, on the offensive line. So, I, I mean, I think that both of these teams, and you could say all the same stuff that I just said for, for the Bears. Um, the only difference is the Bears have an exciting young quarterback and the Vikings at the moment do not. But um, aside from that, yeah, these are two franchises that probably aren't going to bounce right back and, and be Super Bowl contenders next year. All right, Matt, do you expect any drama after the game or it waits till Monday? Well, that's why I'm going. <laughs> is the, uh, the post-game press conferences, they never seem to disappoint, as uh, Mike Zimmers did not in Green Bay. I'll be very interested. I think that throughout this week, I saw Mike Zimmer in his press conferences seemed a little more resigned to his fate, um, and it'll be very interesting to kind of see what he says after the game because, you know, they do this in hockey where when a coach gets fired, sometimes the guy has a press conference and sort of apologizes for not getting the job done. I don't know if we're going to get a post-firing Mike Zimmer press conference, so this could be it. I mean, this could be his final – comments as head coach of the Vikings so it'll be very interesting to see what the feel of those comments end up being whether he sort of comes across as you know thankful for the job or angry that it went this way or I guess we'll find out the the thing is though what, what always interests me is most coaches take the job knowing this is probably going to happen at some point that you're going to get fired there aren't too many coaches that get to retire, go out on top. It's just the fate of most of them in any professional sport. You're going to get fired. Yeah, I mean, that's – and it's been remarkable how long Mike Zimmer has found a way to, you know, kind of stave that off, right? I mean, even right. this yeah. year, I don't know how many times you asked me, if, hey, if they lose this game, is Zimmer fired? It's like, maybe. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but yet they always yeah. seem to find a way past that. And I think that – that that's the thing that defined Zimmer's era to a point was that his teams were always found a way to stay in it. 
And over the last couple of years, they just really haven't, um, especially the last two years where that fight that was supposed to be there, where they would always find a way to be right there in the mix, uh, just wasn't there. And I think that's more roster than it is Zimmer. But really, Zimmer, I don't think would even be a good fit for a team that needs so much of an overhaul as this roster does. Um, so, I, you know, I think that it's the right way to go kind of for all parties. Well, Matthew, always good to visit with you. Enjoy the content at Purple Insider. How do people find it? Yep, just uh, Purple Insider, wherever you get any of your podcasts, and purpleinsider.substack.com to get uh, to be a part of our little newsletter crew. And I hope the dog's feeling better. <laughs> She's okay. She just wants oh, to walk. Good. Yeah, good, good deal. All right, thank you, Matthew. Yep, sure thing. All right, Matthew Collar, Purple Insider. Mike's Bears tomorrow. Vikings favored by four, the over under 44. And if you're if you're a betting person and you put money on a meaningless week 18 NFL game, 17th game of the year, mm, I don't know. I I wouldn't go there. By the way, Denver leading Kansas City 27 to 14. This game midway through the third at mile high. Uh, doesn't mean anything to Denver. Uh, Kansas City's already in the playoffs. So there's that. Dallas and Philly tonight, meaningful game. Cowboys are in. Eagles in good shape. That is a 7-15 start on ABC. And then, of course, Vikes and Bears tomorrow at high noon in a full slate of games. I will come back, quick look at the playoff picture in the NFL, and then uh, later on in the hour, Jeff Kolpak, Fargo Forum. He covers NDSU football. The FCS title game was today down in Texas. NDSU, their ninth title in 11 years. What a number. Uh, we'll talk more about that here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Quick look at that playoff picture in the NFL. Denver leading Kansas City 21-17. to If Denver beats Kansas City, Tennessee clinches home field advantage in in the NFC playoffs. Uh, Obviously, they need Kansas City to lose. They win tomorrow. They lock it up. But if Kansas City gets beat, uh, they're in really good shape for home field advantage. That's what's going on in that game. Now, in the nightcap in the NFL tonight, Dallas and Philadelphia are both in the playoffs. Uh, Green Bay has wrapped up home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs. We know that. Uh, but Dallas could get into the mix, improving their lot. Uh, they already have won and won the division. As it stands right now, Tennessee's the one in the AFC, Green Bay the one in the NFC. Uh, if the playoffs started right now, and they don't, uh, Kansas City would play the L.A. Chargers. Cincinnati would be the three and play the Indianapolis Colts, and the number four would be Buffalo, and they would take on the New England Patriots. I love that matchup in the playoffs. I wish that would have happened. Uh, AFC East rivals. Uh, can the Bill? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. Bill Belichick in the playoffs against the Buffalo Bills. Wow. Uh, the Rams are the two now. They'd play Philly. Tampa Bay is the three. They would play San Francisco. And Dallas would play Arizona, Cowboys the four, Cardinals the five. So that'll all be sorted out 
uh, by the end of Week 18 in the 17th game of the NFL season. We know the Vikes are eliminated. It is 5.30. North Dakota State wins another title. They blew out Montana State in the MCS Championship 38-10. to They let it 38, Rip, before going on to that ninth championship over 11 years. And we'll have more. Jeff Kolopak, Fargo Forum, uh, scheduled to join us at about 5.35. Uh, one other sports headline from this afternoon, Minnesota playing St. Thomas in women's hockey. Minnesota after two leading at five rip at Ritter Arena. They'll play over in St. Paul uh, tomorrow. Golden goal for men. Uh, they won their sixth straight, beating Michigan State. Uh, right now, Minnesota ranked number nine or number 11, depending on what poll. Final 4-1, they'll play again uh, tonight. So you're up to date on some of the sports headlines. Wild and Caps tonight, they're shorthanded. A lot of players out, including Kirill Kaprizov, goalie Cam Talbot, among others. Timberwolves, they're idle. They'll be in Houston as they try and continue a winning streak. Uh, that'll get started at 5.30 tomorrow afternoon, tip just after 6, here on the home of the Timberwolves. News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. 5.38, 22 minutes now in front of 6. A big show today, and that continues. North Dakota State wins another title. It's cold in January. You pay your taxes in April. Uh, the sun rises in the east, sets in the west. North Dakota State wins football championships. Those are constants. Jeff Kolpak uh, joins us. Fargo Forum, he covers NDSU football, and Jeff, here we go again, another title. Wow. Yeah, ho-hum, right? I mean, I remember coming down here in 2011 in the first title game thinking, wow, this is pretty cool, covering a national championship. And, you know, don't know if this is going to happen very often. Well, it's kind of happened, like, almost every year now. It's, you know, and this, this team, Steve, I don't know what's going to stop it other than moving up a division because some of the best of the other best of the rest have moved on, like James Madison, Appalachian State. Georgia Southern, they've all got FBS. There's really not a whole lot left that could compete with this team other in their own league. So, I don't know. As long as I'm doing this job, I, I might as well get an apartment down here in January. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there. You go. Save the company a little dough. Uh, get <laughs> get something regular. You know. And, and Jeff, we we touched on it when you joined us after the uh, semifinal victory, and it is getting to the point where okay. Nine titles in 11 years is spectacular. Any level of sport, uh, we've had some dominant high school programs here in the state of Minnesota. Uh, For instance, Edina Girls Tennis is just a dynasty. Um, If if they don't win a championship, it makes news. And there are other examples of it, I'm sure, in every state in the union. And for North Dakota State, it's got to be on the drawing board, you know, what's next? Well, yeah, well, I mean, the problem, of course, and we all say the FBS question, but it's Fargo's close to Canada, you know. There's no really not a lot of leagues around. Mountain West would be the one that's maybe possible, but there's nothing moving with that league. And so I, I, it's just a, it's a, dead, you know, it's a dead issue right now. It's not even really worth talking about. You know, I, I, you talk about dynasties, and it, this is a really bizarre thing about North Dakota State is it just looks so simple. You know, they don't razzle you with just great offense and, and you know, unbelievable, spectacular design plays all over the place. They, they just line up and play football, and, and almost basic. You know, they had a couple couple little kinks in their 
in their hitch uh, in their giddy up today. But you know, generally, it's just they just plowed over Montana State. They just dominate them at the line. It's it's you know it's basic football, <laughs> and uh, I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah, and, and Jeff, you you look at it, they they've got a formula because there's been a changing of the guard uh, among head coaches, um, and and kids come and go, but they have a formula and it it pays dividends, and it makes me wonder why that maybe other programs that have struggled, for instance, Minnesota seems to be on an upswing, but Nebraska they can't find a formula. I mean, this doesn't seem all that complicated. They they drive kids. They find a lot of diamonds in the rough. They get them in the weight room. Uh, they they keep it relatively simple, as they allude to, and they're winning. There is no doubt in my mind North Dakota State would fare pretty well in the Big Ten West. They would compete. Oh, I think they compete, and certainly physically they would compete with those guys. And, you know, I, I I think what is complicated, though, is how they recruit. Because they obviously got it down to to a science on what they do, and and I think a lot of it is they just find the right kids. I mean, uh, their star running back now, Hunter Lipke, is from a small town in Wisconsin. I mean, it, it's got it's like five city blocks. Who knows how big it is? Not very big, but they find these guys, and, and they find the the guys that are willing to get up at five thirty in the morning all summer and lift and run, and then come back at night and run and and almost enjoy that, I think. So not every program gets those guys. And whatever they've done in, in the recruiting part of it, they've, you never master recruiting, but, man, they come pretty close to it, and they got that figured out. Yeah, and uh, about the game today, just look at the numbers. Complete domination, 38-0 before Montana State got on the board late. A lot of contributors for the Bison today. And as we talked last time, I mean, the, the, you, you mentioned the star running back who was the most outstanding player in the game today, uh, small-town Wisconsin kid. A lot of kids from North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota. I mean, it, it is upper Midwest heavy. It is, but they also have some Florida kids too. So sure. uh, yeah, they sprinkle it out. But uh, by and large, the, the majority of their rosters is, is those three states. And it's always been that way. I mean, even Division Two days, they they were pretty heavy into Wisconsin. But and uh, and and where things turned around, I don't, we don't need to get into history lessons. But w- when they started out recruiting Northern Iowa to the Twin Cities kids around 2008, yeah. 2009, that to me is when when everything changed. And 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 you're still seeing that today. Jeff Colpeck joining us, Fargo Forum. He's down in Texas. Uh, the title game to North Dakota State, nine titles. In 11 years, what about the fan support? Did did fans show up? Because the sense is, yeah, we're probably going to win it again. Did people turn out? No, oh, yeah, it was pretty good. I was almost mildly surprised that you know they they probably had I might say two thirds, but um, you know they had the whole end zone. There's one end zone at Toyota Stadium. They had one side and the whole end zone, and Montana State had the other side. So it was uh, you know they they had more fans. Uh, they've had more down here. But um, there was a lot. I heard a lot of travel issues, and and you know, just getting out of Fargo in the winter weather was, was a problem for for a lot of people. But um, yeah, that'll be the question, Steve. How do you keep fans engaged when you're going fourteen and one every year? It sounds weird, but it's true. I mean, there, there, there's uh, there's a winning. Um, they're they're bored of winning. I, I'm serious, and and 
and and people going to the Fargo Dome to watch games aren't really amped at when it's thirty-five, you know, seven at halftime. It, it's just it, it's become an issue. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, and it, it is one of those things where I wish there there was more of a sense, and I and I get that from a Minnesota perspective, and PJ Fleck by every other year bringing in North Dakota State or South Dakota State to to play a game. And, and I don't know if the Bison would want to do it every year or every other year. South Dakota State would want to do it and, and come in. And I know there, there's maybe more risk for Minnesota if you get beat by the Bison or the Jacks when they come to town. But I, I think it would be great for upper Midwest football if that became a tradition and the expectation that – these schools would play more. I know South Dakota State, North Dakota State, the great rivalry, and they're they're among the cream of the crop in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. But I think to have a shot at Minnesota and be able to play some of these other bigger regional schools would go a long way and and ultimately keep people interested. Well, wouldn't fans rather down there, and, and the Gopher fans want to see NDSU and Minnesota rather than Minnesota and, say, Bowling Green or or some of these clowns who they schedule early in the season. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and that's what I'm saying because it also is good to to put seats, people in the seats at Huntington Bank Stadium so it sells tickets, it it brings people to town, and and it creates a little juice for these non-conference games that otherwise don't. I mean, there's plenty of South Dakota State fans that would love to come to the cities, you know, even if it's every three years. Uh, yeah. to, to see a football game here. Same thing with North Dakota State. I know North Dakota and, and South Dakota are all trying to kind of keep up with the lead set by North Dakota State, but I think it would be a good thing for football in these parts, period. I think, too, right now, yeah, right now, NDSU is going to Arizona to, uh, next September. And then they got Colorado, I think, in 2024, but other than that, nobody really wants to play them. Now, I think that Bison, I think they might be favored. The way things are shaping out right now at Arizona. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> so. my, my youngest my youngest daughter uh, graduated from U of A. Pretty good hoops. Terrible football yeah. right now at Arizona, but that's going to be a fun trip. I mean that that's one of those things where you know people are going to going to head down and check that out uh, down in Tucson. It's a great town. I love it. And oh, yeah, you know, you'll Bison fans, thousand NDSU fans there. I bet at least. And good seats are available at Arizona Stadium, let me tell you. Because my daughter was down there for four years, and uh, uh, they, they pretty much at the box office, they'd say, how many do you want? That's funny. So, so, well, um, that's, a, that's a good tip for uh, NDSU fans looking to get a little trip next year, and I'm sure there will be a lot of them. Well, Jeff, quite a story, though, North Dakota State football. What a dynasty. Uh, I, I don't think in in football at any level. I, I know you had Mount Union in Division Three. Whitewater had some good runs. But, uh, man, I, I in in college football, nine out of 11 years, that, that's one for the books. Yeah, you know, I wrote a book on, on Bison football in 2015 after their, um, after their fifth title, I believe. And or 16, I can't remember when it came out. And I thought, okay, the greatest college football dynasty, five titles in a row. Nobody's ever done that. You know, good time to to, to capture this uh, this program in a book format. Now I'm Eller's nine, so I don't know what to do. I mean, it's kind of outdated that book in a hurry. Yeah, you you you'll have to add a chapter or two 
uh, to that one, Jeff, and re-release it. Well, Jeff, good to visit with you. Thanks for the time down in Texas. Safe travels back to Fargo. Thanks for having me, Steve. Good to talk to you. All right, good to visit with you, Jeff Colpack, Fargo Forum covering NDSU football. They win another FCS championship game down at Toyota Stadium in Frisco, Texas, hammering Montana State 38-10, to 10. 9 out of 11. Amazing. 11 minutes down in front of 6, we'll put a wrap on it here on a Saturday at News Talk, E3OWCCO. I brought it up earlier in the show, and in the interest of full disclosure, during the week, I work with Alicia Monson's aunt, Dawn, my full-time job in the commercial printing business, and she's kept me up to date on Alicia Monson's career. Uh, she's from Amory, uh, w- was a great distance runner in high school, went on to a great career with the Wisconsin Badgers, and was a first-time Olympian in Tokyo, and did a great job at the trials in the extreme heat out in Eugene, Oregon. Made the team and put up uh, a great showing in the Olympic Games. Well, she won a big meet. Uh, the 2022 USATF Cross Country Championships in San Diego. This is a big, big meet for professionals. And she won it. So uh, Alicia Munson from Amory, just east of the St. Croix, uh, wins national championships. So that is very cool. And a big uh, thanks to Aunt Dawn for tipping me off earlier in the program. And we want to mention that. Uh, Golden goal for women's hockey taking on St. Thomas today. And they're in the third period. Minnesota all over the Tommies. 7-0. They jumped out to a 4-0 lead uh, in uh, the game today. And... uh, Lead St. Thomas 7-0. Same two teams again tomorrow as the Minnesota Golden Gopher women's hockey team starts the year. Golden Gopher men's hockey team take on Michigan State. They try for a sweep there. Golden Gopher men's basketball team, they take on Indiana tomorrow on the road in Bloomington. That is a great building. One of the great honors in my career. And a couple of years I did road games. Dave Lee was doing the home games. I was doing the, the road games. It was a strange arrangement. But I'll take it. I got to do uh, well two full seasons of road games and then part of another. Well, anyway, what a thrill to be able to do a game in Bloomington, Indiana at Assembly Hall. That that was cool. Um, to, to visit all these venues in the Big Ten, let alone do a game or two in the barn and sit where the late, great Ray Christensen sat on that uh, first row of the upper level at Williams Arena. But, uh, yeah, uh, that'll be a tough test. And they played poorly against Illinois. After a 10-1 start, a real clunker against Illinois as Big Ten play uh, resumed. That was, what, Tuesday night? Not good. And hopefully they bounce back. A big thanks to all our guests here on the program today. Uh, We lead it off each and every Saturday with Doug Swinhart and Tech Talk. A lot of calls, a lot of texts on the program today. Bob Nightingale from USA Today, uh, he senses that the players and owners could be getting together in the next week or 10 days. I hope so. Because we want to heat up the hot stove and get ready for the 2022 season. Pitchers and catchers. That's coming up quick. February. Let's get going. 
Uh, also on the program, Jays Frederick covers the Timberwolves for the Pioneer Press. They demolished Oklahoma City last night. They're in Houston tomorrow night. Our pregame begins at 5.30. Steve Carney took us outdoors. Uh, some great ice fishing early in the day. He expects the bite to be phenomenal with that warm spell coming later in the week. Uh, Nick Kelly, Tuscaloosa News, previewing the college football championship. Sarah McClellan covering the wild. Matthew Collar, Purple Insider, and Jeff Kolpak. And a big, big thanks, of course, to our producer, Carrie Clatch. She puts up with me every Saturday. Thanks to you for tuning in here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.